0: flower farming, growth and profit in your business podcast. I'm your host, Ros Chandler, a flower farmer for over 10 years and 30 years as a business owner and marketing director. This podcast is for you if you're an ambitious flower farmer and looking for hints and tips to grow your business. We'll be covering strategy, marketing tactics, pricing, social media, and upscaling your flower farm so much more. I'm so excited to introduce you to some amazing guest speakers along the way. All of you will be at different points in your business. Our podcasts will take this into account. We look forward to joining you on your journey. Hello there. Hi. Today, we're going to be talking about Facebook ads, and I'm joined by our first guest of this season, Martin McAndrew who heads up an agency called Blue Thirst. And I've known Martin for quite a while now, and he is an absolute expert on everything technical and everything Facebook ads. So I've invited him along to talk to us today. So we're going to talk about, you know, what are they? Why do they work? Why is Facebook so successful? Their whole model is obviously built on advertising. Um, How do you set them up? Why should you do it? And all of those kind of things. So, Martin, over to you. Introduce yourselves and and tell us a little bit about Facebook ads.
1: Hi, everyone. Um, Yeah, as Ross said, my name is Martin McAndrew, and I am the founder of the agency Blue Thirst. That's blue like the colour, and thirst like you need a drink. That's a whole other story for another podcast. Um, But yeah, I'm here today to talk about Facebook ads, which we've been running. Um, it must be coming up the last ten years or so. we've, We've been on the Facebook platform. Um, so yeah, I, I think we should probably start right at the very, very very beginning and think about strategy before we go in and we start playing with the platform. It's very easy to use, it's very self-service. Um, I think just thinking about your strategy before you start to play will ultimately lead, uh, lead to, to to better results. Um, so I would kind of consider you know what is it that you want to promote? Um, what is it? What is the product or the service that you're selling? Who are you going to be targeting? You know, is it is it a cold audience where they've never seen you before? Is it a warm audience that have maybe interacted with you in ways before? How are they going to use the products? You know, what is their pain point, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. So, before you even start playing, have a think about the strategy because that will make the whole process that we're about to discuss a lot easier and probably will save you a lot of media spend, which you have to give to Facebook and Instagram for these ads, and you'll have better results in the long term. Um, So, yeah, so kind of jumping straight into it, there are a number of out-the-box objectives that you can use from brand awareness, where all you're really trying to do is get your advert in front of eyeballs, um, traffic so if you want to send people to your website if you know the conversion goal is on your site engagement if you want people to interact with your ads and like and comments and there's other things like can install apps you can get video views you can generate leads messages sales so, you know there's a whole plethora of different campaign types and objectives um so yeah well i'll keep it quite broad in this conversation but you can basically get the system to optimize using the vast amount of Facebook data in the best way that you want for your particular business. So um, what you really need to think about, though, is if Google Ads puts you in front of people who are searching for keywords, Facebook doesn't use keywords. Facebook uses audience data. So all the kind of Scary stories that you've heard of in the news where Facebook's collecting data about you. That's kind of what it's using to actually target adverts. Um, so there's a couple, you know, there's lots of different ways it can do this, but basically, you know, if you're if you've got Facebook on your phone, it's collecting data on you. If you're on websites that have got Facebook pixels, those pixels are collecting data on you. You can go into the Facebook platform and you can see all of this data. It is, it is all available if you log in. There Are settings where you can see um what Facebook knows you have you ever looked that up, Ross? No, I haven't. Seen, I was just um,
0: thinking, what would they how would they categorize me? That would be quite interesting. That's so a they, good, it's a
1: good bit of homework, it, uh, it's yeah. really quite interesting. Um yeah, and it's quite scarily accurate as well. You know, there's a lot of stuff in there you think, mm, okay. Um, but yeah, so that it, it, Facebook knows a lot about you, what you're doing, what you're buying, sites you're on. And from that, it can kind of group you into kind of broad level categories. So you can either use Facebook's data, um, which the kind of the risk at the moment and what we're seeing is there was, there was a big update too, to Apple mobile phones in the last month. Um, and what Apple users are being asked to now do is explicitly allow Facebook to track them. Mm. So we've also the TV adverts where it's the, I think it's a young man walking around and lots of people following him and spying on him. And at the end he says, no, I don't want to be followed. And they all puff and disappear and (laughs) the Apple logo pops up. The fact that Apple's still collecting all of that data, they don't mention that in the advert. They're just not giving it to Facebook. So I'm not bitter, but yeah, it's it's more of a sharing of data is the issue um, between platforms. But we, so... But thank you for rambling on too much. You can either use Facebook's data, which seems to be getting a bit more diluted with these sorts of privacy type updates, or you can start using your own data. Um, and this is where the platform can become really powerful. If you've got a list of customers that have purchased from you, you can give that to Facebook and say, find me people like the people who have purchased. And then Facebook will use all of its machine learning, all of its kind of big data to find similar people. And then it will optimize your campaigns to those people. And as you, they start purchasing, you can supply that data to Facebook and the machine just gets more and more refined and get you get better and better results out at the end. Um, of course, the, the Facebook platform isn't just on Facebook. It can also get ads onto Instagram. Um, Facebook tends to be the older audience. Instagram tends to be the younger audience. Um, But saying that, we work with some some very large um, UK holiday brands. Um, And we've we've just taken on a new client, you know, kind of a week in one of their their units is five grand a week. So quite a (laughs) high-end product. They're selling through Instagram. I never would have put Instagram as the, the premier channel for that. But, yeah. It's, they sell very, very well through Instagram, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't opt out of a of a channel. Um, I would almost let the algorithm work it out for you. Um, but so you, so the Facebook ad platform allows you to place on Facebook. It allows you to place on Instagram, um, and then there's some other little bits like Messenger, and they've got their own content networks. So a little bit like, um, like banner adverts you can use as well. Um, the other thing you probably need to consider is how much you want to spend.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's in some respects, it's a bit like betting um, and gambling, and it can become quite addictive. So you have to put it back to the ROI, of course, because oh, I'll just put a little bit more in and see if that converts. I'll just put a little bit more in and see if that converts. And I think, yeah, it is It is a little bit like gambling, certainly in the early days before you've got any data to back it up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I prefer to think of it more like stocks and shares than... <laughs> Being a professional gambler but yeah no you're absolutely right you um the the wider that you spread your bets over more audiences collects more data but then if you you're you're never going to have your full amount of budget on the best performing ads if you go with a very segmented report and actually probably when you're starting out the less refined you can make your targeting it kind of it's a, it kind of goes against what you think. But Facebook's data processing is phenomenal. If you tell Facebook what you want to achieve and you give it a budget, it can go out and it can do all the targeting for you. The more restraints you put on it, you can can miss an audience like I would have missed that Instagram audience if I'd not started quite wide and let the algorithm and let the data processing find the right audiences for
0: me. Yeah. I mean, we we found that really by um, our DIY buckets last year in COVID times. We'd picked postcodes in Milton Keynes by going on Wikipedia and finding them all and knowing the area, knowing who lived in what area. Yeah. So we tended to pick areas that we, we thought people would buy from us and that they were fairly affluent areas in Milton Keynes. Actually, what happened was the complete reverse of that. And we found that people in areas where the houses were smaller, let's call them three or four bed house, three, two or three bed houses, um, in more sort of densely populated, were more popular. And then we tried to work this out and we thought, well, actually, those people, when we really think about it, haven't really got big gardens of their own. And so they are going to be the ones that buy flowers. And the people who are very affluent with big acres of gardens don't need us because they've got all their own cutting patches and cutting flowers and employ their own gardeners, so they're not going to buy from us. Yep. And then you think, okay, well, people in flats won't buy from us, and, and we found that they did. So I think you can make a lot of assumptions based on your own behaviour, thinking, well, they'll buy it or they won't buy it without letting Facebook do its job.
1: Yeah. You're, there's, there's that very famous assumption, isn't it, when they were looking at... Um, the Second World War, when planes were coming back and the planes would land, and they'd say, Right, well, let's look at where the bullets have been hitting the planes. And they go, Right, oh, well, this one's had lots of shots in the wings. You know, this one's had lots of shots in the tail. So that's where we need to put more armor. So they put all the armor on the extra bits of the planes. What they didn't realize is the planes that weren't coming back were being shot in the places that they weren't recording. <laughs> so you can, you've got to be very careful when dealing with data that you're not building in assumptions that you're not. You're kind of not considering, you know, so they they never saw the planes coming back with the bullet holes in the engines because they never made it back. So they logically thought, well, we don't need to put more, more casing on the engines, for example. <laughs> yeah. but, but you're exactly right. You know, it's Facebook knows so much about you, and their data processing is so powerful. It's good to give it a guide, but the more relaxed you can be with that guide, and the more that the algorithm can find you will get better results in the long term. Um, If you can supply your own data to Facebook, that's the future. And that's, that's what's going to become incredibly valuable over the next couple of years, is making sure you've got customer data, make sure it's GDPR compliant, make sure it's stored in a safe way, and then using it in an effective way to drive data-driven marketing campaigns. Now, even small little businesses are going to need that to compete in the future. Yeah. So to think back to Tesco's and the club cards where every small business is going to need to have that sort of data in their business.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Cause I, my, my thing about that is that you don't own the social platforms. You don't exactly. Instagram. We don't, I don't own, you know, I might have 6,000 members in my Facebook group. Um, But in in my consumer Facebook group and another 1,500 in my business group, but the problems with that is that I don't own that platform and I don't own that data. So what I do is I ask people to opt into our email list for precisely that reason that obviously you've got the data that you can continue to use. And I think that's a lot of our campaigns. I saw quite a lot of campaigns recently on Facebook ads, which I wanted to talk to you about one of those, Martin. It was quite clever. It was um, basically sign up. It was not trying to sell anything. It was a shop. It was an online e-commerce clothing company. And all they were doing was, um, it was Lucy and Yak, actually, because I was looking for some dungarees to look for the garden. And it basically wasn't asked you to shop. There was no, you couldn't shop. It was just, can we have some data? And we'll keep you up to date with offers and promotions. And that was just a pure Facebook ad campaign looking for data. I thought it was quite cleverly done, actually, because they weren't trying to sell you anything. But, of course, you then did go and have a look. And I did go and buy something. But... That's not what the ad was about. It was quite clever.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a very interesting way to do that. And it's kind of interesting you said about kind of starting to be platform agnostic. A lot of we, – we do a lot of stuff into schools. So as a digital agency, um, through Beamer and people like that, we go into schools and we talk about digital future for kids, you know, how do you get into um, data analysis, how do you get jobs in this kind of new, evolving market. Um, and a lot of them, the feedback we get from them on Facebook is, like, oh, I don't go on Facebook. That's my parents are there. You know, my parents <laughs> will see what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, TikTok's exploding, but TikTok can work in the same way. You know, you can use your own data sources on TikTok. So owning that data is incredibly important. Making yeah. sure it's GDPR and compliant, making sure, you know, you're not going to get in trouble with the ICO, Information Commissioner's Office, make sure you're registered, make sure it's secure, all of that stuff. Yeah, even for one-man bands, it's yeah, be, definitely. Is now super, super important. Um straight a little bit away from Facebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I suppose what we're saying about Facebook is it's a great platform. It's great for advertising. But remember, you don't own it. And therefore, if you can collect email data at the same time, that's great. But I mean, the thing about Facebook is that once you've got it set up and you're, you're using it, um, the reason why it works is because... It, the budget is up or down. You, you're in control of what you're spending. Yep. You're in control of the ROI and the analytics. Yep. And actually, it's a quick way to get to people. So yep. you know you, you've got something to sell. Let's say you're selling um, bouquets, or you're selling DIY buckets, or whatever you're selling, or you want to do some um, you want to do some brand awareness around the fact you do high end weddings, or whatever it happens to be, and you want to get people to engage and interact with you. It is the easiest way is actually the easiest way of doing it.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. The way we used to always think about it was if you you have a product and service that people know about and they would search for it, the most efficient way is Google Ads because someone's searching for a product, you sell that product. If you're the cheapest and you can get it to them the quickest, you'll win on Google Ads. For everything else, it needs to be an audience-based advertising platform like Facebook. So if you've If you've got a super new, innovative product that nobody's ever seen before and nobody knows about, well, they're never going to search for it on Google. So there needs to be something to get it in front of people to build that up. And that's where, you know, if you've got a product that's got an audience, that's where these channels become super effective.
0: And that's the thing with things like DIY buckets of flowers. Nobody knows they exist without looking for them. They just yeah. happen to be browsing on a Friday evening, thinking, "Oh, that might be quite nice for the weekend. I quite fancy that." It's yeah. not a, it's not a purchase that you're going to spend a lot of time thinking about. I mean, the amount of things I've bought through Facebook ads on a Friday night, just scrolling, it's yeah. just, "Oh, God, I fancy that." But it's because it's been put in front of me, not that I've gone searching for it. The things you go searching for, uh, like you say, known products and services, you know, yeah. and and then def definitely. Um, so, you know, if I was going to do wedding flowers, for instance, it's a known product and service. So, wedding flowers for marquees in Northamptonshire is better on a, a paid search with Google and not so much on Audience. Um, but yeah, Facebook has the place of of putting your ad, and and people going, yeah, I quite fancy that. I think I'll have that. So yeah,
1: yeah.
0: and that's it why can it can also is.
1: work in a market where it's very competitive. So we we work um, in the insurance sector. Oof. And one of the things that we find is, you know, a click on Google Ads is 15 pounds, but we can spend an amount on Facebook and we can see the brand uplift. So people, rather than searching for the, the say pet insurance, which is one of the sectors we're in, I mean, that might be 10 pound a click, for example. But if we were to spend money on brands, we can see the name of our client the next few days have massively increased and then that's where they get the revenue from. So if you're know if you competing in a very competitive market, you can move into audiences and that's less competitive still.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, loans, insurance, all that thing on paid search, my goodness. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. Yeah. Holidays, same thing, really, exactly. you know, to be in that competitive space. So Facebook ads, yeah, we do them because they're easy. We do them because they work. We do them because they're easy to set up. I think it gets more sophisticated when you start looking into the data insights and when you start to then put uploading your data and you start to get so I think Facebook ads are, are coming in a number of different phases, so phase one is kind of let's just set up a few ads and see what works. Phase two is well let's get some facebook Facebook pixels and let's let's look at some data insights and become really intelligent yep. and and stage four is like ultra ultra intelligence.
1: Yeah, I think I think a lot of the complexity can come in the creative as well. Um, you, using audience data is something I you could watch a, a five-minute video on YouTube and fundamentally know how to do it. The process is, is relatively self-service. But I think where you can invest a lot, and you probably don't need to initially, is in the creative, um, you know, really fantastic imagery. Um, you can use video. You can use multiple videos. You can use um, collections if you've got online shops, but actually, you know, because the system is so self serve, you can actually you don't need any photography. So, if you go to add an image in the on the ad section, there are free images available, and they're not like the old style. The, everyone had them on the website of the, the business people shaking hands and um, you know the clip art type style photography. Um, you can actually get some really great photography for free in the system already. So to get you started, you know, the, the, there's good images there that will convert. They might be used by other advertisers as well. Um, but, yeah, it, it's very self so You could go, you could spend a huge amount on creative video, especially, um, to improve results as, as, your, as your marketing increases.
0: Yeah, yeah. Video is a good one, I think. I think definitely. Because you're kind
1: of in that stage now, aren't you? You're, you're starting to invest a lot in. But you've been doing some good photo shoots and, and that sort yeah. of stuff, haven't you, Rose?
0: That's... Yeah, I think brand photo shoots are absolutely essential. Yeah. You know, we do we do two a year at least, and we'll probably go to three a year because it's quite seasonal. Um, we've got another one beginning of August. We had one last October, and we'll probably fit another one in. Definitely. I mean, you can get 150, 200 images at that point. We employ a videographer, do quite a lot of video. So we'll be doing, you know, videos of our buckets of flowers and we're doing um, videos. So we'll be using those going forward in our Facebook ads. Yeah, I think it is about being creative, actually, because you've got to grab the attention.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what what we tend to find, the ads do decay over time. So you get some very good ads that have quite a long longevity to them. They get lots of likes and lots of comments. But they do seem over time to need replacing and need updating and needing new copy, needing new images to keep them fresh. So there's there's a whole load of metrics um, behind the scenes at Facebook which tell you how well-regarded your ads are. Um, Freshness is one of the things you just need to keep an eye on. Um, You can see ads will suddenly kind of fall off a cliff, and that can be a sign that actually it's time to make a creative update. Sometimes ads can run for a long time and be very happy. Um, But, yeah, when they start having... Lots of repeat servings, you you get degraded out of the platform quite quickly.
0: Brilliant. So what we're saying today, and thank you very much for listening, is what they are, what Facebook ads are, why do they work. Well, they do, otherwise Facebook wouldn't be as uh, rich as it is. (laughs) How do you set them up? Fairly straightforward. You know, there are things like creative. There are things like Facebook pixels. There are things about data and, and your own data, and that's why it's most important to collect your own data. But I hope today has been a little bit insightful into Facebook ads and that you'll give it a day give it a go. So thank you very much, Martin, for joining us today. And uh, we hope if you've got any questions, you'll pop over to our Facebook group and ask us on that platform. Thank you. Cheers. This has been your host, Ros Chandler. If you'd like to know more about growing your cut flower farm, do join our Facebook group. It's called Cut Flower Farming, Growth and Profit in Your Business. Many thanks.